0: Hey, what's up everyone? It's the podcast 15 Alive, the podcast where we talk about life after having a life sentence in prison. I'm your host Tito. And today I'm going to talk about something that you probably don't think is a big deal in prison. Um, and you probably know it's it's something that's useful out here in the real world, quote unquote, right? Uh, but you may not be leveraging it or paying for it. Let's jump into it going to be talking about mentors and coaches, right? Now, I will tell you, uh, one of the, something that happens when you hit a prison yard, right? Um, like you show up, whatever the, uh, cadence is going and seeing the shot caller in your group, you know, potentially having to show paperwork and get verified that you're not like some pedophile rapist, something like that. And then, yes, I'm drinking coffee, excuse me, but, and then, you know, you're going to get schooled, you know, and to me, this is like level one coaching mentorship, right? So I'll never forget when, um, when I got to Quentin, I got schooled real quick. Uh, that's a little bit different because San Quentin is like first stop. So people are trying to make sure you're even in the right group and everything else. Right. Then, um, there's this transition process, right? So when I was leaving Quentin, um, our shot caller there basically gave me a message kind of like code so that I'd be good when I got to where I was going. And, you know, at the time I was like, this is weird. It was crazy how it worked though. Like, you know, when I got to Solano, like I went and talked to the person he told me to go talk to and. Told him what he said to say, and I was good. Then I got my my schooling there, which basically involved one of the guys who had been around to take a lap or two with me and break down the yard, break down our program, break down our politics, what you can and can't do, who you can and can't do stuff with, like the whole nine, where the cops do this, where we hide that, like everything, right? But that's an invaluable thing. So, to break down some of this prison stuff, um, you know, you come in and you ride with a car. And it's funny, the terminology, right? You ride in a car, right? So your car is your group, your people, right? That could be everything from a gang to just a bunch of people that are all in the same car. So I was with the others, which are all the Asian Pacific Islanders, uh, Latins that don't uh, go in as either Mexican national or Northern or Southerner. Um, you know, it, basically we had Jamaicans, we had like African Africans, right? Uh, we, we, we just had all these different people that basically didn't fit into your typical white, black you know uh mexican we had native americans even though they have their own their own separate car but we all pretty much hung together right needless to say um you know we we have this very diverse group right um and and so it's like you you walk around and you find out where everyone is you find out um how things work on the yard and and you know where the, the you know unseen barriers or borders are and everything. But if you come in and you're not in a car, and that's what they call, you know, you, you ride solo, basically, you, you got to fend for yourself. When you're in a car, if someone does something to you, and and let's just say nobody knows what's going on, like some black dude just punches me on the yard, that can set off a whole riot because now my car is obligated to jump in because i was attacked by another car another race right um and and after all the dust settles and we're all in ad seg in the hole uh if i was in the wrong i'm going to get dealt with by my own car (laughs) so you know there's like all kinds of you know politics that play in but if you come in and you say you know what screw that i'm just going to do my time and you know I love it when they show people doing this in the movies and stuff. And I'm not to, not to say that it doesn't happen. It's not easy because you potentially have no one that has your back. And there are people that ride by themselves that kind of group up with other people. So I'm always like, you're not really by yourself. You are though because your group is probably the like 0.001 percent of the population. But um yeah you know it's not easy and those are the people that like in the movies you'll see like people trying to punk and take advantage of because no one has their back um and that's why i think people see the movies and they think everyone that happens to everyone it doesn't like if you're in a car no one's going to come and try and take your crap because that you got the rest of your car behind you needless to say they don't get that coaching and mentoring so they got to figure it out on their own now someone will probably tell them right but not to the extent that your car is going to tell you. So that's invaluable, right? And how much does that play out in the real world? Like, you have your, your social circle, whether it be at work, whether it be in your personal life, whether it be in your family. People that you mess with and people that you don't, right? At work, you might smile in everyone's face, but you know you you ain't breaking down the the real real with everyone. And you might even be telling some people uh some diversion of the truth you know to keep them far enough away from you right so this whole coaching and mentoring thing and that was kind of a long way of me trying to stress to you that um I always knew about it but my prison experience made me really understand like it's it's a good thing to have someone to kind of show you the ropes right who, who has a vested interest, because in prison, obviously, now I'm in the car, they might need me one day to have their back. So I need to know everything, and it'd be stupid not to tell me everything I need to know. So when I got out of prison, and I, I decided I wanted to try and work up that, that, that ladder at work, um, I, like, put myself in the circles to try and learn, like, how to navigate the corporate office and everything like that. And then as I found out that the people that I put myself in these circles with were not necessarily people I would consider, you know, good people or people of integrity and all that. So I, I had to break ties with them and find other people. Right. But throughout my professional career and, and school and everything else too, I found that like the more I have people around me and mind you, you can pay someone like you could pay me to coach you right or mentor you right um and depending on if we have a relationship I the mentor part I do I do that with anyone I know like I I always want to help people out um I, I believe in paying things forward right and I've been real fortunate to have some really good uh bosses that mentored me and they continue to mentor me And hell, right now I'm actually exploring like paying for someone as a professional coach to kind of help me as I navigate into a a new realm with my professional career. Right. But it is so important to have those individuals, whether you pay for them or not, whether they're you're 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 branching out to people that are where you want to be. Right. Like those are the people you want mentoring. You don't want someone to mentor you that hasn't even made it to where you're at right now. Or who's only made it as far as you have. You want someone who's been there, done that. There's a reason why people get personal um, uh, trainers, right? It's because this guy or this gal looks the way they want to look. You know? Has the energy they want to have. Can bench press what they want to bench press. Whatever it may be, right? So they go, I'm willing to pay you to try and help me get to where you're at, right? Why wouldn't you do that on a mental level, on a professional level, right? And I'm not saying you have to go and pay for all this. Uh, I'll be the first to say I've I've had companies pay for me to get coached. Uh, and I'll also say I felt like one time the money was thrown away because I didn't feel like they were adding any value to me. Um, and I, I'll say the best mentoring and coaching I've received have been, has been free, you know? Um that's not to say you shouldn't pay for it and I'm not trying to sell myself as a coach or a mentor is just something I've done in the past but I I think we have to understand that it it's okay to go out and have someone else kind of call us on our bs right and push us to do better and 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 get to where we want to be someone who's there like if you want to be a, a supervisor at work Find some people that are supervising people. They don't have to be at work. They could be in other businesses, right? But like, hey, what are the things that you struggle with? Oh, I struggle with scheduling. Cool. Like, walk me through that, and you know, like, and get that, get that insight, right? And and before you know it, you'll be quoting off books and other people and 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 TED talks and all this other stuff to say like, hey, like there there are different ways of doing this. And next thing you know, you're someone's coach or mentor, right? So. The whole point of this is don't don't ever be afraid to ask for help and don't think that being the smartest person in the room is beneficial. It's not unless you're in there to do some training and then get the hell out. If you're in a room, you don't want to be the smartest person. And that's not a negative thing. Like there should always be someone who knows something more about something than you. Otherwise, why are you in that room if you're not teaching, right? So it's not to say that everyone in the room is smarter than you. It's just that everyone has something to add to you, right? And here's a great thing. If you get into a room of people that are constantly bettering themselves, educating themselves, getting coached and mentored to new levels, then you can stay in that room for a long time because you're all leveling up together and you'll continue to sharpen each other right? But if you're in a room or in a circle of people that are just going to do what they do every day, regardless, that's when you should eventually outgrow that circle or that room. So find a coach, find a mentor, whether it's listening to a bunch of podcasts, is reading a bunch of books. The best thing is always to have someone that you can talk to though. Because then as problems arise, you can have discussions and whether they help you themselves or they point you in the direction of a podcast, a book or whatever, right? But at least you have that interaction and it's it's give and take versus you're just trying to read or listen or whatever, or watch something to help you figure out a problem, right? So get a coach, get a mentor, um, and it's okay to change those every year or every time you you change direction or you level yourself up, Right. And also, also be a coach, be a mentor to someone, pay it forward because someone is where you were a year or two ago and they need you to let them know it's going to be okay and that they can make it out of it. So do that. And whether you do it for free, whether you ask for some money or you ask for Starbucks or some whatever, but pay it forward, pay it forward. I mean, seriously and i'm gonna i'm gonna shout out a couple of people that that um that kind of helped me along the way um and i'm shouting them out uh not because they coach or anything it's not like you can reach out to them but i'm shouting them out because um i love it when people um do things just because versus they're getting paid to or you're paying them to right so patricia salmon um Friend and still a mentor to this day, and was my supervisor, and I don't know how many different roles I had. Um, brilliant woman, uh, dropped out of school and everything, and still I think she can run circles around any woman I've met in the business world. Um, Jim Freeze, um, he was a VP over me at one time for a short period of time, and to this day, bounced stuff off him, and he reaches out. Uh, he he's He's really cool and, uh, army veteran. went through West Point, really sharp guy. Um, great leadership there. Um, my wife, Jamie Guerrero, um, she pushes me and I need that too, right? You need people that, that are going to push you and, and hold you to your own accountability, to, to your own levels, right? Um... And this is going to sound weird and it's it's nothing it, it it is a little negative but it's really it's not um shout out to my parents um and this is in a bit of a negative way for constantly doubting what i can do um it took me years to dig that hole to to get them to that point so I figure I still got a few years to to get him out of that point but constantly doubting and and just thinking I'm still the the guy who ended up in prison versus the guy who's been really working hard since he got out. I haven't made all the right decisions. So I get it. Um I've been out 13 years and it hasn't all been, you know, just the best path, right? But at the same time, uh I'm never going to stop pushing and I'm never going to give up. Um No matter how many times I fall. And I hope y'all do the same thing. So get yourself a tight circle. Know when to move out of that circle. Keep coaches and mentors around you. And be a coach or a mentor. Make this world better. Let's not all go to prison to figure it out. Love y'all. Be safe.